This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hi, Rubin. Hey, Suzanne. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? That was a kind of a rambly show last week. That's okay. I think yeah. it's, you know, every once in a while, it's the true test of our audience, you know? Do you like the better <laughs> sound they, quality? Will they stick? Will are they you stick? really going to stick with us? <laughs> but actually, we started talking about something last week that um, I know we wanted to continue this week. Mm-hmm. So it was about your influences and sort of who inspires you. Well, I, I guess I did want to talk about that. I've just been thinking a lot about this this photographer, Jerry Ulsman. As yeah. I was reading that, that article um, that was about sort of my background, I, I mean, this guy i mean my parents when i was born i mean maybe i've told you this but Mm. like i they had a babysitter and the babysitter was this sort of older woman and she i remember her knitting things in the house and i was very little but Mm. i remember like the little toys she would knit for me and and she (laughs) it was like she's a funny little lady Mm -hmm. and um and then at some point she introduced my parents to her son who was a professor of photography at the university of florida Mm -hmm. and um and they started getting some of his his images to decorate our house and that's what they did they would buy photographs from local artists Mm -hmm. that's probably the best way there was an art festival at the community college and they would go and they'd get stuff but by sort of chance he his name was jerry ulsman and he was just this he became quite an iconic very famous photographer Mm -hmm. well collected well respected and he was you know in the photo community so he would introduce my parents to ansel adams and and whoever were his friends and um slowly the collection that you know the things that were going on our walls started changing from just uh ulsman stuff to and a lot of stuff and other and and that was sort of the beginning you did and tell I, the story of like hamburger tree was over your bed as that's a child, right. The, right the little hamburger tree, well eventually the little hamburger tree was there but the the picture that was near my bedroom uh was called small woods where i met myself and mm-hmm. it was just so creepy it gave me nightmares all through my childhood <laughs> and there was another picture called apocalypse too and it was wow. just they were just dark and creepy and um I, I really was fascinated by this stuff. And it didn't feel like photography. The way most people are introduced to photography are like pictures of things, people, vacations. And for me, uh, it was this strange kind of uh, creation that was made in a dark room out of a bunch of different images taken. And so when I started taking pictures, I saw things as this elemental nature of like there's a flower, there's a body, there's a tree. Like they weren't taken at the same time. I've put them together. Mm-hmm. And nowadays people can do that in their computer. But at the time, you, the only place you could do it is a dark room. And you needed a very specialized dark room with a number of easels, a number of enlargers. And, <clears throat> and because of that, I kind of grew up with this sense of, the, of things about composition and juxtaposition mm-hmm. and humor and uh sensuality there was always forms uh Yulesman would frequently do things like uh take a nude form 
and put it into a rock. So the rock was just smooth, but he would superimpose this kind of nude form on it. Hmm. And so it wasn't quite a nude because it still looked like a rock, but it really was a nude. Mm -hmm. And those those kinds of things really uh, influenced me. And then eventually, you know, I got to know Yulesman and and uh, he's had sort of a string of wives over the years, mm-hmm. and whoever he was with. And they were also almost always photographers. And mm-hmm. and uh, the, but the thing that was great, we would go to his house, and his decoration style was, I think, the thing that influenced me more than his photography. <laughs> it was just clutter. Oh, you know, God. have you ever seen creative <laughs> clutter, you know? Yes, I have. And so he had, there's certain motifs he really was into, like cameras, obviously. So mm-hmm. he had lots of cameras, but not just cameras. He had stuffed cameras and pictures of cameras mm-hmm. and fake things that were shaped like cameras. He also had cherubs. There were like cherubs all over the place <laughs> with little horns and flying around and flamingos. He liked flamingos. Okay, so yeah. there's these a, a few different motifs yeah. that showed up in the physical stuff tchotchkes of his house and every surface in his home was covered in like little tchotchke things and doodads and yikes and plus the photographs so he's got ansel adams on the walls and yeah. his nudes on the walls and and he had antique things that were fun so as a little kid <clears throat> you know my brother and sister are older than i am and they would hang out i think with the grown-ups they, the, all the grown-ups would sit in the living room and talk mm-hmm. when they were there but I was five and mm. seven, and I had free reign of the house. Yeah. And so I'm running around playing with the things there and picking up stuff. And my entire design sense kind of came from that clutter. Mm-hmm. And Yulesman used that clutter. I mean, he would notice things, and then he would photograph them. Right. And, and his contact sheets littered surfaces. He just kept them out all the time because he's always serendipitously picking up something. He has so many pictures. Yeah. That he'd pick up a, a contact sheet, look at it, and think, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder what that would look like with this image mm-hmm. over here. And then he'd reminds go. Reminds me of your sister, actually. That's Sorry? interesting. It reminds me of your sister's work. Uh, she was also influenced by this, yeah. right? You know? Um, so I think all of. And, and the other thing that's kind of weird, I mean, I went through adolescence, like knowing this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I, I, honestly, I hate to even say it, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Part of my desire to be a photographer was that this guy was the first artist I had ever known, like personally. Yeah. And he got to stay home all day, <laughs> hang out, hang out with naked women, and and was unembarrassed by this. Right. And I thought that's a cool job. Right. Like, is right. how do you get that job? Yeah. I don't want to go to college. I want to like hang out at the like in my dark room and go take pictures of, of beautiful women and right. and make things out of all of these pieces. And um that made me want to be a, a photographer. Like I I of course didn't become a photographer, but it like it it made it real. Yeah. You know? And I guess everybody needs I think I don't know what influ like people are influenced by all kinds of stuff, but it was a very unusual sort of young influence. I mean, all of my childhood was around his images and this iconic guy who, I don't think we ever called it him to his face, but he was always Uncle Jerry yeah. in our home, yeah. like to my siblings and I. He just was, he was just a lot of fun. And you've had, a, I mean, this is not just stopping at your adolescence. This is a lifelong kind of connection that you've had with him. Yeah, I mean, when I went away to college, I didn't, and I stopped seeing him the mm-hmm. way. And um, and then over the years, you know, I 
see the Yulsman's on vacation and right. his life has taken lots of different turns, but he's always been in the same house uh, on the kind of the edge of mm-hmm. town driving to his place from our house. It always felt like you're going to the moon. Like they were out, uh, <laughs> there's a part of Gainesville called Payne's Prairie and he's like okay. across the prairie okay. and in, into this sort of, I won't say swamp, but it's like mm-hmm. geologically, I think it's a messic hammock. It's just oak, big oak trees. And, a messic hammock. Yeah. What does that mean? It's a an ecosystem kind I've of thing. I've never heard that term before. Well, a hammock. I mean, I understand a hammock. It no, was no, no, the other... not like a hammock you sit in. Yeah. A hammock is a kind of an ecosystem. Okay. Uh, and I believe, I'm not a scientist of this, but I believe a messic hammock is sort of, um, I'm, we're going to get email about this, aren't we? Um, you know, it's, it's, Suspended an east, ecology. it's an east coast <laughs> forest with um, sort of swampy area. And uh, there's lots of, you know, possums and raccoons and deer. Okay. And, uh, and back 10,000 years ago, 20,000 years ago, uh, North Florida was a Miocene hotbed of activity. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe the Mesic Hammock is an evolution of that sort of, in the Miocene era, it was, you know, saber-toothed tigers and mastodons. Mm-hmm. That's what lived in North Florida. And um, and then now it's just these kind of pine forests, pine and oak forest. Huh. It's a strange. It's a strange um, ecosystem. Okay. I may have to Google this. Okay. But anyway, he, that's where he lived. In the Mesic hammock. In, in a hammock, Got right? <laughs> sort of literally. And there was a little lake, and all the lakes in North Florida are basically um, sinkholes, mm-hmm. right? It's limestone. There's underwater that percolates up, and when there's enough water, it falls down oh, and houses goodness. fall into these holes the water underground rivers yeah. erode the limestone it's okay. all limestone florida and if they erode it enough it just drops don't you ever hear about like cars falling into sinkholes in I north mean, florida yes but i didn't really realize the um it's geologic yeah i mean i just didn't really realize that it happened on um, a regular basis in florida it does well there was this there's this one uh, really cool sinkhole on, on not near uh yulesman's place kind of on the other side of town mm-hmm. called the devil's millhopper okay great name it's a great name the devil's millhopper when i was a kid you had to basically repel into the the hole it's a imagine a i don't know a few hundred feet across and it just in the middle of the woods it drops into like, and you could just see the ground has wow. gone down, and then the bottom there's cr- a creek or mm-hmm. something, which was the eroding force that got it to fall. Yeah. And as a kid, of course, there's lots of fossils in these things, mm-hmm. so you'd go out there. But we would, you know, on field trips, you'd go down a rope into the bottom of the That's Devil's Millhopper, awesome. and then over the years, I think they built they built stairs, mm-hmm. so you could kind of have other normal trips down there mm-hmm. and, and keep off of the ground mm-hmm. and then you can come back to the other side um i have no idea why we're talking about devil's mill hopper no so it was by jerry Yosemite's oh, house yes, another right. sinkhole and then so getting to his house in the oh yeah, just all the in the i mean our house was also in the woods mm-hmm. and north florida is very wooded yeah but uh, it didn't feel like the moon like his place did no his place is just creepier okay and i think it influenced him i'll, I'll, I'll post a picture there's a tree in his front yard that i would just I would just like sit and look at this tree. It was something out of Wizard of Oz kind of creepy tree. Is it the tree from Hamburger Tree? No, the Hamburger Tree is a little, it's like a little tree in a hamburger. Okay. <laughs> All these questions. Yes. So many, so many questions. Anyway, Yules one's a, a, like, I mean, he's influenced a, a lot of photographers over the years. And I stopped doing that kind of multiple exposure thing when Photoshop was invented because mm-hmm. it took the fun out of it to me. 
But I did always understand that like going in the dark room wasn't just like a mimeograph machine where you're printing. I don't even know people mm. know what that is. Where you're just kind of taking the picture and making a print out of it. Okay. As as Zell Adams has pointed out, it's is it a like performance. A Polaroid? I mean, or like a, a Polaroid, okay. like it just comes out. Like you, t- I knew immediately, not from Ansel Adams, although he he preached it too that the photographs are made, not taken. Right. Like you do stuff, you dodge and burn and right. work on the exposures to get it to look right. Yulesman took that to a new level, a level because he's literally com- putting the elements together, and every single print he makes is unique to right. the degree that like you do it a little different. It's hard to recreate all of those steps and right. all of those exposures. And so no matter what you think of regular photography, the minute you look at Yulesman stuff, you realize how much it's created. Mm-hmm. And so for me, translating that into a, a, just my own photography, I realized that, you know, you take the picture, but you do a lot of work on the other side of it. Yeah. And maybe today there's less mm-hmm. than there used to be. But um, that was an important influence. And I don't know why. It's just I don't do it. To me, it's not photography as much as it is illustration mm-hmm. i mean i know he was doing darkroom work and he's considered a famous photographer but it because it's it's um collage yeah it's it's a photo collage mm-hmm. it's its own art form right whether you're doing it in the way maggie taylor does it who's uh ex-wife of jerry Ulsman. Mm-hmm. um and both maggie by the way and jerry are represented by the catherine couturier yes gallery so yeah. A little plug for her. I know. Yeah. Tying, tying it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Ties all room together. Um, yeah. You, it doesn't really feel like photography, even if it's a photographic art. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I would say the thing I like about photography isn't that part anymore. To me, I want to play with this idea of catching a moment out there beautifully, compositionally. Um, it takes away from me if I had to go into the dark room and put the birds in the sky or hmm. add something that wasn't there but does it, it means differenti- i missed it differentiate it for you where it's it's not collage where it's like it's you know static printed images that are being pasted together it is still capturing that moment of you know waving your hand over or overlying these two negatives to make something else and running over to another easel it's just something else okay you know it's just like a painting it's just like a painting hmm. it's a cool creation that you can do with light like a photogram where you set things on paper and light them that's a that's another cool thing to do that's not a particularly interesting thing to me mm-hmm. every now and then i see one that's better than most or more interesting than most but i wouldn't call it photography in that sense even if it's a photographic art yeah you know I mean, again, I I hate to get into all these semantics, but I do, I I think that at some level now that we have, everyone has a camera and people are getting into this, some of these distinctions might be important to differentiate between images that are straight shots that sort of embrace what cameras can do without computation, and then other kinds of Mm -hmm. photographs that are made from the things that you see or that you explicitly go into Photoshop and put together in some cool way. I mean, Maggie Taylor has brought this to an unbelievable place, but she is is an illustrator. She's Mm -hmm. making an illustration, and it's awesome. Yeah. But you don't go out with your camera, and, like, no one could hope to go out with their camera and do something like that. Whereas Cartier-Bresson, you could do that. You know, I mean, maybe you didn't pioneer it, but you could get that in your life that the pictures you take are that magically captured. And yeah. I don't know. Well, I think so. it's interesting. I mean, 
it's just nice hearing about what inspired you and having, I mean, maybe this is one of several where we get to talk about different photographers that have inspired you uh, throughout the years. But what? I think Jerry Yulesman is, it just, it, he sounds so fascinating and seeing some of his, some of his pieces, they are very strange, they're but they're still strange, kind of um, like haunting and I think having to for me really trying to remember the context of this is not photoshop this is Mm -hmm. before that was possible and it 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 elevates it to a level uh that that is you know if you were seeing this now everyone would feel very very differently about it but knowing how he created these pieces Mm -hmm. how much of a, a sort of an act it was to trial and error and get it right and what inspired him and what was the next level and next layer he wanted to add to create these pieces uh, is, is really, it's really fascinating. Maybe when we interview other photographers, we should make one of our little segments to talk more about what, not just who, really their influences. I mean, I, I think people like knowing what influences are, are because they can go look at those photographs themselves and yeah. see if it's going to influence them, I guess. Cool. I don't know. We'll, we'll plug that in alongside with what's on their walls. I mean, it's a version of what we already ask people a little bit, don't you it think? It is, yeah. But I mean, I I think they're just all questions on what makes them them. What makes, how have they developed their point of view? How have they, how do they see the world? And that's what's so, that's what's so interesting to get the backstory behind their work. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, well, the only, you know, uh, the only thing I will add, since this is probably going to come out close to the holidays, is that... Um, I'm going to do a show of my own work. Oh, really? I decided to... That's cool. When? Bite the bullet. Probably around uh, Christmas time. Around Christmas. Well, yeah, also, maybe sooner. everyone yeah. can print their photographs that they're going to give to their friends and family for Christmas. Oh, And yeah. holiday, in the holidays. Extended holidays. Hanukkah. It is Christmas, good. Kwanzaa, everything. And then they can pick them up when they come and see your show. <laughs> there you go. I, I think that's good. I think that showing up with a, a print, a, like a little frame print... Is it a really? I mean, you can show up with a bottle of wine or I don't know Brussels sprouts. Yeah. But I love that idea. I think showing up with a little print is really personal. It's a cool little gift, and, um, and that is something else that we. I got are a doing really here. beautiful thank you note for the photographs that I printed for my my friend who had passed away for uh-huh. her celebration of life. I printed photographs, and Xavier was amazing at. Mm-hmm helping that happen very, very quickly. And uh, they were really, really beautiful letters. So That's nice. Incredibly heartfelt. And they're going to, you know, they're going to keep those forever, right? Right. And so yeah. I love that you're giving away something that people actually will keep mm-hmm. and not just like put it in the closet. Right. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, much better than, much better than a bottle of wine or some Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I mean, it could be a really good bottle of wine, but okay. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Leave reviews and ratings on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe. We get new listeners from you telling your friends and family and spreading the word. So if you know someone who might get something from listening, please send them the link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. Happy holidays. Be sure to print your pictures here at Neo Modern. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.